You're listening to The Photography Show. This is episode number eight for September 19th, 2010. Nobody wants a nip on. The recording process. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Time for another cup of coffee. Oh, man. It's, yeah, it's been a... Uh, well, and I, I'm, in, I'm in a bad mood because I had a Lean Cuisine pizza for lunch that was really gross. That'll do it to you every time. Yeah, and I kind of defeated the purpose because, like, you know, I accidentally bought barbecue chicken when I was at the <laughs> – which I like the other ones, but I don't like that one. Anyway, so I, went, I broke down because I was so hungry because, you know, I didn't right. really fill you up. And then I went to 7-Eleven and got one of their greasy pizzas, so – <laughs> it's, it's really been quite a diet that today. totally defeated the diet altogether yeah, pretty much yes yeah, like you'll eat like your diet food and then like a kit kat with, I, th- I thought that like the lean cuisine like voided the rest of your day like you eat that and everything else like doesn't then you count can just do whatever the hell you want <laughs> that's right we've, we've started the podcast right into a Fast rattle lean cuisine so so far <laughs> flicker yes lean cuisine no uh but this has a lot to do with our topic today actually yes dieting Dieting and well, you're right. As a dieter, <laughs> right? We want to talk about photographers' rights. Photographers' rights, and we probably should should lead this off by saying neither one of us are attorneys. Um, no, we're just going to discuss this, so you know you can't hold us like accountable if like you know you get beaten or something. Right, and we're not total anarchists or anything. We don't want you after this podcast to go out and fight the power and be a wild and, man, uh, get arrested and get sprayed in the eyes with some sort of stinging gas. Yeah, and go to jail, and then and then uh, text us or email us from there and say, "Why did you do this to me? <laughs> why did you? Why? <laughs> why?" But we do. There are a lot of people out there that may or may not know what their rights are as photographers on the street. Um, and I know a lot of people just in general do get harassed when they're taking pictures a lot of times by security guards or um, you know, people that are hired by a company that may came, come out and say, hey, you can't shoot that or you can't do this. And so we just kind of want to run through what you can and what you can't shoot. And uh, if people tell you, you you can't shoot something and you can, you know, it's good to know that and know what to do in that case. So Yeah. Um, well, it, it is interesting because I think – and. You know, I'm trying to remember back in the pre-9-11 years, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, certainly security is tighter these days, and for whatever reason, it's it's really weird, too, that I think there's just this this feeling that you're up to no good if you're taking pictures of in public, you know, and right. I, I still, I mean, my argument to this day is, is that, I, you know, show me one example where Al-Qaeda or, or a real terrorist group involved, like, you know, dude's just shooting photos on his cell phone. Maybe That's they so have. True. I don't know. That's so you know? true. I don't think it was nearly as bad before 9-11, but no. it's almost like 9-11 has been used as an excuse yes. for photographers not to be able to roam through the city or, or whatever and take pictures of in public places, which that is totally the rule, that if yeah. that you as a photographer can shoot in public places or from public places, which include streets, sidewalks, public parks and, and on and on mm-hmm. um and, and and that includes buildings that are downtown that you know uh if unless they're maybe federal or government buildings and it's a federal officer or something coming out to tell you well then then you're probably good to go yeah um, yeah it, it's uh yeah it, it, it's a public you know kind of thing and I, yeah yeah i was gonna say something i mean oh well you know what you and i were saying before the podcast started you know that that usually our experience and you know we have podcasters or podcast listeners all over the world but but uh you know my experience has been that generally and you were saying that, that it's not police proper that are getting on you about this right they usually don't care it, it what it usually is is security guards uh people that are hired by the 
the building to you know watch right because over. police usually know the law and they've probably yes. dealt with this kind of thing many times before they deal with the press a lot i think they police have better things to do too yeah, they, sure. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 Joe Blow, security guard, uh, doesn't know the law really. And has he's nothing just been, to do. He, right, he's just been given a taser or a gun and a badge and and told to sit in a building all day. And he's looking for some action. So when you come roaming by, he's looking to go out there and yeah. tell you, no, you can't shoot this place because it's too important or whatever, without knowing the law. You know, um, a weird one is you know in Dallas we have the DART, the Dallas Area Rapid Transit, which uh-huh. is the trains and the buses. And I remember, um, God, this was a while back. Probably about four years ago, I was doing a project for the community college I teach at, and uh, it was a separate thing than my teaching, and they were developing an English as a second language. Anyway, neither here nor there, but uh, one of the assignments was to uh, get images of trains, public transportation, that kind of thing. And I remember mm-hmm. I was over at the Mockingbird Station, um, station, and uh, they, I had a guy come out, and, and you know, he was nice about it, but he got on me and gave me a warning, and I'm going to take your camera, and you've got to give me the CF card, and blah, blah, blah. And right. I was just like, geez. And then what's weird is like recently they've been running contests for like photos on the trains that they can use in posters. So I guess <laughs> – you know, So they're doing two things totally wrong. As long as they care, as long as they have a budget to print, then they don't need you. Then they don't want you to shoot. <laughs> Right, but if you can shoot for them for free and give them the pictures, and they can get free photography instead of having to pay for some. Exactly, but change your security stance when. Well, based I'm glad on you budget. brought that up as, a, as an example because that's a perfect example that people think that you can't shoot in uh, transportation facilities, yeah. like like the Dart Rail, like the airport, and by law, at least by U.S. law, you totally can. There's no reason that you can't shoot on a subway cart, on the Dart Rail, um, even if driving through an airport or anything like that. You you can yeah. in these places, but these. Are the type of places that people like to keep you uh, ever since 9 11 uh, from, from shooting in. So, one, he was wrong by telling you you can't shoot there. Two, he was wrong by threatening to take either your camera or your CF card. Correct. Um, they can't take your film. They can't take your camera. They can't uh, physically harass you. They can't take any of that stuff from you. That's And if they do, they can be arrested for harassment or for theft. Sure. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, like, I really personally, I mean, I understand they're trying to do their job, and I understand that maybe they do feel that there's a threat from something, whether it's mm-hmm. national security or, or, you know, if an office bu- or an office building is afraid of a competitor, like Starbucks didn't used to allow photography, and that's private property, by the way. But um, right, that's different. We'll talk yeah, about that. And, and the reason was is that uh, you know there was anti-competition interests involved. They didn't want somebody from another coffee shop, you know, taking notes on how they did stuff, and that's mm-hmm. totally fair. And I don't have a problem with somebody approaching me and saying, just you know, what are you doing, you know. And as right. long as I'm honest with them and they're honest with me, everybody's on the same page, then we don't have a problem. What I have a problem with is when it's what are you doing and I have a big problem with it when, like you said, legally that's, you know, <laughs> you can't do right. it. You know? uh, okay, people are just paranoid in general. And, right. and they're paranoid that, that we're possibly terrorists even though, you know, we're, we're wearing all clothes from the Gap and, and we have our little, uh, you know, DSLR or whatever around our neck and, mm-hmm. and we obviously look like tourists or whatever with our fanny pack or whatever they're mixing a terrorist and tourist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, or they're just paranoid in general that you're trying to steal secrets or or whatever. But I know. like you said in the beginning, there's not much proof of any of this really ever happening. In fact, uh, when I was doing some research earlier for this show, uh, there was a quote that said, um, "You know, when people think back on acts of domestic terrorism in the last 20 years, none of them involved photography." 
yeah. in any kind of way. So there's like really no proof of anything that anything's ever been done. I mean, obviously, spies take pictures with little cameras and things like that all the time. But nothing major that ever involved terrorism of a building with uh, photography being something that was a part of it, you know, in the beginning. Right. That's just It's just ridiculous. You know, it's interesting, too, because it just made me think. I um, This is a little bit of an aside, but I think it, it relates to what we're saying. You know, as far as shooting video goes, there are city ordinances that require you to have a shooting permit. In fact, just yes. about every city in the U.S. does. And so if I'm doing a video project for something you know police can come up and ask you to see the permit or ask to see the permit which you have to deliver and i will say this you know a lot of what we're saying today is going to you know it's kind of this a lot of um saber rattling if you will between photographers and security (laughs) or whatever (laughs) but you know if you are shooting for a client and it does involve doing street stuff of some kind even let's say you're working for dart or you know a rapid transit system i still would would make sure you have your paperwork done before you go out (laughs) You know, it's one sure. thing oh, shooting personal work and get annoyed with all this, but if you really are doing it for a job, uh, just be safe and 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 do that right off the bat. Right, exactly. Clear, no, you know. when you're doing anything that's commercial in any sort of way, right. or it's going to be a big production, it's going to involve uh, multiple people or lighting or models or anything like this. That's we're, that's a whole different deal. Yes. Just go ahead and scratch everything that we're saying here today because that's going to involve permits and and making phone calls and and like when I go out on architectural shoots, I have to call multiple buildings that I'm going to be shooting on or from or anything like that because it involves it's 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 more obvious and you're taking up space and and you just have to you know go through all your channels but what we're talking about today is um, you walking around by yourself yeah, or maybe shoot with the photos and you have your camera and maybe your camera bag on you and you're just and you're taking pictures yeah. where you can do that and 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 where you can't and uh, and 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 you and I are not like uh People who are out there, you know, trying to get people riled up or start fights. In fact, I've been uh, had security guards and things like this come up to me a few times, and uh, I was just like you, just like, okay, yes, sir, sorry, I'm out of here. Yeah. And maybe a lot of times that's even the best thing to do, even if you know what your rights are. Is it? If, yeah. if it's not, is it really that important to get a certain picture of something or whatever? But if you feel like you are trying to get a picture of something that really is meaningful to you, and you're being wrongfully told to to get out of here, well, then we're kind of talking about something else. Yeah. And and uh, you can make the decision whether to stand your ground. Or, I, I think or- the smartest thing to do is when you see the – and you, you can see them coming. You know, they're coming yeah. over to stop you. I, I usually just immediately shake hands, just be nice, explain, hey, I'm out here just getting some shots. I, I'm yeah. goofing around with my new camera, whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, generally, if you try to be nice, I think you're going to head it off. You probably won't all the time, but right. uh, maybe half the time you'll be able to at least, you know, either either the guy's cool with you shooting or they just very nicely say, look, I just can't have you shooting here. It's against our policy or whatever. I don't right. like to get into the argument and produce the documentation just because <laughs> where's that going to go? You know? Right. Now, maybe you're doing like, you know, last year, last week or whatever, we were talking about projects and stuff. And maybe you're shooting something for a project and you really need to yeah. be there for a reason. Maybe you've come to shoot this particular thing or you've come a long ways. And now you've got, you know, uh, Ernie, Ernie, the, uh, the security guard <laughs> uh, with a billy club and a donut telling you, hey, you gotta, you gotta. well, no, you know, you've traveled far. You, you've come here to shoot this thing. These are when you may want to know what your rights are. Get off the yard. Ernie, look. I'm going to get the police. And, and the first thing to, to always do is totally be nice, like you're saying. Yeah. Because t- a lot of times that will just be like, he'll just be like, oh, you know what, man? That's cool. Sorry. Yeah, you're, just go ahead. You know, just between me right. and you do it this time. That's fine. Go ahead. Get some shots. And, and then it's all solved. But if he's not cool and, you, and it's something you do need to do or whatever, uh, you know, you could even get the police involved if, he, if, they, if they want to take it that far. Um, 
which you know you probably usually don't want to do that but if 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 they become violent or hostile towards you or try to take your camera or try to take your film or do anything of that kind of sort push you then you could you could call the police and the police could, would usually come and sort that out and well, if you get your st- camera taken that's the first thing i oh, would yeah. do you know yeah but and, and this happens to people yeah they just get their cameras shoved out of their hands or taken or give me your card or, or i want to see you erase all the pictures or all that stuff is totally illegal yeah. so um you know that, yeah, that, that it is happen. interesting. I think the most recent cases, you know, in the U.S. in the news were a couple weeks ago, well, about a month ago, when you know the BP spill was going on, and I guess BP have that refinery down in Texas City, uh, which is down in the Gulf, and and there were several cases of guys that went down there with video cameras, and it was pretty obvious that they were just trying to rile them up. The photographers were, uh-huh. which I kind of had a problem with. They were just trying to get attention out of it, but uh, you know, when you got right down to it, and the news was supporting this too, is that that they had the right to be shooting the building from across the street, you know, totally because they're on they're on private property. I mean, they're on public property. Yeah, now what you they have to understand not on is, the private property of of that place, right? Now BP did have a major legal fiasco on their hands and were real jumpy about anything like that, and that's probably yeah. what their their concern was. But you know, if you have a legitimate reason to be shooting something, then yeah, sure, you probably would want to. Again, all these guys that I saw in the news, it was the kind of thing where it was important as they said it was. They probably should have worked it out beforehand, especially uh-huh. shooting video. You have to get permits for that. I, I've right. never, you know, seen a situation, at least locally for me, where we're doing video. I didn't, and I That's usually why do we it don't even do a video podcast because it's so involved. Well, you do, <laughs> <laughs> but not. I have to have yet. a permit every time I do a podcast. <laughs> I go by that, my apartment. That's your complex. private property. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, and and sometimes you do need to understand the differences. For for instance, I work at a museum, as most people know, and they do have photography policies. Now, technically, orders the line because that's kind of half a public building because the city owns half of it. Um, however, because you're in the gallery shooting paintings, um, mm-hmm. there are other copyright issues, and that's why they have the policy in place. Um, even then, they're not allowed to take your camera or something like that. But they they can ask you to not shoot with flash, and then there's certain and galleries in some parts of the building they, they will let you take pictures, just not use flash. Yeah, generally with most of the other museum people that I know, um, in a museum you may shoot uh, things that they own, their permanent collection. You may not shoot traveling exhibitions, and it's all because of copyrights. That's why uh, flash would be because of the sensitivity of older pieces. And right, you're you know. you're actually in there ruining art. Yeah, and that's not that's not so good. Uh, and a lot a lot of this is just common sense. I mean, just use common sense. Sure. I see photographers and things online all the time, and they love to constantly be in conflict with the law. And it's almost like they start problems. It's like yeah. I was standing in the middle of the FBI office, and all I was doing was taking pictures of FBI officers <laughs> when one of them tackled me and broke the flash on my camera. Can you believe this? What and a jerk. So I maced him. You should and, have told him that you're right. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, seriously. I mean, it's this like, stuff is ridiculous. And when, when you're when you're at the art museum, that is a place to take you're, – you're, you actually are kind of just – think of when you're in a place like that that is owned by someone else that has security guards standing around, and you're inside of it. That yeah. is owned by the art museum. That is their private property, and so you have to go by their laws. So that's something totally, totally different. Well, sometimes you have a new guard who doesn't know what's – like you got tossed off the lawn over there once, didn't you? <laughs> shooting the, uh, shoot, you were shooting the Mark Silver the red uh, geometric. Yeah, he actually piece. grabbed me by my hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought I remembered you saying no, something about yes, they asked yes, you not yes. to shoot. I mean, yeah. I've been over there before and asked to, and, and you know those kind of issues. You don't kind of really know where you stand because if you're on their grass, or, yeah. or 
when I, I didn't know where I was. Like in my own public property, I'm on, I'm on private property. It wasn't that important to me, so I just moved on. Fine, that's fine. Um, well, the know, unfortunate I, thing is, I do know the rule on that, and and you you were allowed to shoot that piece on the property. Yeah. I mean, you know, somebody knew who didn't understand, and you know, sometimes you get that. But uh, yeah, it's happened to me there. It's happened to me outside of the the Dallas Symphony, the the Morton Meyerson building, oh, and there I totally knew I was in the right to do that as well. I went ahead and got the shots anyway when they weren't looking. Yeah, well, That's the thing to do too is just be sneaky um, if you can. I mean, not not like sneaking around like all in black in the bushes because then you do look like, look like a terrorist. Yeah. But uh, just kind of walking by and, and and you know taking a shot here and there when you see them not looking, and then sir, you can't take pictures. Will you move on? You, oh sure. And then as soon as he's walking away, take a few more pictures and then and then run. Well, you know, uh, it's funny. I had a, a run in with the Federal Reserve one time uh, over at Woodall Rogers. I was, uh-huh. I was basically Fabian and I were out there doing night shots and it was in the middle of the night and you know but we weren't on their property and what happened you know that thing has security cameras it's the federal reserve you know they, right. now, they now you to, are messing with danger yeah they need to guard the money uh that's fairly important <laughs> and uh so anyway so we were we were actually on kind of the little curb on the service road there and there wasn't a lot of traffic and and what happened was um you know we're doing these night exposures and i had my light meter out there and i was trying to figure out where the highlights on that building were so i wouldn't blow them out right. so i and it looks you know it's a site you actually look through it and you can do a spot yeah. meter and so i aimed at the building looked through it and about five minutes later boy there were four guards coming out at me and yeah uh, they thought you had your terrorist laser apparently coordinates to the bomber well the funny thing was is, is you know it's a night exposure i was shooting on my rolleiflex and so it was you know a good 10 minute exposure and i'd already opened the shutter it was sitting on a tripod so basically we flipped around and looked the other way and made it look like we were shooting photos of downtown <laughs> And the guy comes up and he starts in and, and uh, you know, you know what this building is, don't you? And I said, uh, no, sir. I knew damn well what it was. And uh, he said, well, it's the Federal Reserve. And, it's, you know, what I did is I decided just to be nice about it. He did collect IDs. He said, you have to understand. He said, you aim something at the building. And so I showed him my light meter. I explained what we were doing, you know. And yeah. they were cool about it. They did have to take IDs and write them down. And as soon as he walked off, I looked at my watch, and he ruined my exposure by about two minutes. But, oh. but well, actually, it's on Flickr. It, it worked out. But uh <laughs> You know, you got what but, you needed. Yeah, but that but is yeah, a federal we, building. The, the, the and things you, you have to compliant. be really sensitive about, for sure, are any kind of government building. Oh, um, yeah. That's where it can get really sticky, and your and rights can quickly go away. Anything dealing with national security. Well, and that sounds uh, obvious, but you would be surprised. <laughs> like when I was in London, just walking around, there are landmarks that are tourist things, like the Parliament building. That's uh-huh. a government building, you know, right. and, and you need to follow the signs and the rules and, you know. Right. It's easy to forget, you know. It is easy to forget. Sometimes and that's you think, well, I'm on vacation. That's why it's good to be flexible you know? and, and be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, one thing I was wanting to say is that, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, they may say things to you or threaten you with different things or whatever. And, and, and it's good to ask them maybe why or, or what, what reasons by law do they have to, you know, try to take your camera or try to take your film or make you leave the property. Right. Because uh, I was reading earlier also that uh, neither the Patriot Act nor Homeland Security or any other act that's been put in place since 9-11 um, have any provisions that restrict photography um, in any kind of public place like we're talking about. Um, so really when it comes to the law altogether – um, you know, and, unless you are maybe you know on on their property or, or photographing something that's federal or uh, energy related, anything to do with the U.S. government, right. um, then you're probably you're probably good to go. 
Yeah, and I would say if you're traveling abroad, I mean, a lot of the U.S. the laws we're talking about are U.S. based, and yeah. I know London's been a little bit different. London, I, it, to my understanding, because I asked this question before we did our meetup, because I didn't want to create, I, I just didn't want to go there if it was going to create problems, right? Uh, but and I you think, didn't know how strict it was there or, or right. lenient or whatever. Well, and their laws, and I, it's pretty much the same as it's here. They've just you know cracked down on it. But if you're if you're filming police officers dealing with a scene or a scuffle or something uh-huh. like that that's usually where it becomes a problem and honestly even though you are in the legal right to do that and i yeah. know that everybody wants to be joe photojournalist and cartier brisson and all that but right. you know if somebody were sitting there with a camera shooting everything you were doing at your job and you'd probably get a little annoyed with it too and right uh, you know you just got to be careful about this you got to pick your battles i think um yeah and, and you know that they, they do have to deal with that kind of stuff a lot and we have to think about that and we don't live in like la or new york or whatever where there's paparazzi and that kind of thing all the time sure but that's a whole different breed of photographer that's not us and that's no. not most of the well that's not there. what we're talking about we don't about like here. those people at either uh <laughs> no. we don't like these stalker people or people that follow uh you know celebrities around in mobs or or are trying to always catch uh policemen uh at their worst uh you know or whatever right. um all, all that is terrible but you're right illegally you can uh, photograph a, a, a police officer if he's making an arrest or something like that um you know those, those are things that people don't don't know that you can or can't do but but you're right most of the the problem comes from them being so irritated um by you just doing that in general almost like you're you're taking sides with the criminal yeah but you know uh well, You're if not. you want to go down that road, I mean, if somebody's just really interested in making the political thing, that's fine, and I respect that. That's you know not what I'm talking about here. You know, yeah. if you're just out shooting and having a good time, then that's yeah. that's totally. And you know, usually the thing to do, like we we're saying, is just be nice. I mean, if a cop or a security guard or whoever, I, I don't rip right into. Well, what are my rights here? You know, you, you right. don't want to have that tone. You know, you can no. very nicely ask. Well, um, do you mind if I ask why I'm not allowed to shoot? You know, or I mean, there's exactly. ways to do. It, you know, and then he and then he slaps you. Yeah, then he pistol whips you for a while, <laughs> takes you down. And <laughs> well, I'd like to get your badge number. It's the security at the museum. They, as your, yeah, as your head's being pounded against the hood of the car. Actually, we got a, a review in the paper one time after an event, and it was kind of funny because the guy got to the end of the review, and he said, and one other thing, he said, there was, um, uh, you know, I always have trouble with, you know, the, the guards are not sensitive to my kids that are too small to know, and they, they were yelling at my kid for touching a sculpture outside. Meanwhile, there's a bird defecating on the thing behind him. <laughs> it's like, it was pretty funny, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that reminds. I was in New York at, at the Modern Museum of Art there, mm-hmm. and um, I this has nothing to do with really photography related, but just getting in trouble with security. Oh, just, this is a good story. I took though. a little rest break uh, <laughs> on uh, this red bench in the middle of the museum, and I was just like leaning back on it and yawning and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and a swarm of security people <laughs> surrounded me, pulled me off the bench, and I'm like, "What's the deal?" And they're like, "That's a sculpture, sir. That's a." Scu-. I'm like, "What is it, a sculpture of a bench?" <laughs> Well, anyway, so have that problem a lot. You know? Sitting on the art, but oh, uh, you, know, you put a rest stop out there in the middle of the museum, and um, I'm gonna sit on it. <laughs> so, but that's a whole other show. If you it's call your piece rest stop, you know. <laughs> I, I made my piece is a soda. You know, well, you know, it's a contemporary art. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah, you, you make know? something look like a chair. I'm gonna sit in it. Oh yeah, no, that's. <laughs> oh yeah, you make it real confusing real quick. But, but you know that you is know, interesting though. But generally, in, in with museums in mind or any kind of um, you know public venue like that, sometimes it's best just to ask before you get yeah. in there. You know. In fact, I went to the new Cowboy Stadium not too long ago mm-hmm. uh, here, which is now the biggest uh, uh, athletic. The Death Star. 
world or whatever. It's huge and it's amazing. And um, online, I read that you couldn't have any kind of professional camera, or usually the case is uh, anything that has a detachable lens right. that's longer than like an inch or something. I don't know where they get these rules, but okay. So I took my camera <laughs> stuff inch. anyway in my tr- in my trunk just in case, and then I took in my iPhone and stuff like that so I could take pictures. But yeah, you know, I was kind of bummed out because I wanted to take some photos. Once I got in there, I saw another guy who was wearing a camera, a, a nice camera around his neck, and so I went over to the security guard and I said, "Can we can we bring our you know DSLR in here and, and shoot?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, oh and yeah, I was see." Like, Heck yeah! Oh. <laughs> Went back out to the car, or whatever, and popped in. You know, popped on my my five inch, well, wide angle lens and stuff, and then went back in there fully loaded and, and stuff, and was happy. But you're right; just ask people sometimes, and sometimes you know you'll you'll luck out or whatever. So well, and sometimes, like you said, you got that off their website. Sometimes there's the legalese that they go ahead and cover their butts with, and and then right. what they actually do when you get in. But and, yeah, and when I, in doubt, ask. You know? More about a game day thing. I wasn't there on a game day; I was just there on a, like a yeah. Now that's that is different. Different because the well, we get into the copyright thing there because technically games or or the, the dissemination of events thereof are, are owned by either the NFL or MLB or whatever sport you're watching, and so that's that you start getting into that area of copyright. Um, so yeah, right. game day is a little and different. We may talk about that today, or we may say that for another show. But yeah, you're right. Shooting athletes is fine, but then trying to turn around and sell those pictures of athletes is wrong. Yes. So everything is just a fine line there. I went to a Rangers, which is a Texas baseball team uh, here in Arlington not too long ago, and took <coughs> pictures the whole time of of the different baseball players. But I can in no way then turn around and try to sell those right. as stock or anything. Those else. Those are on your Flickr account, aren't they? Uh huh. They they, they, um, they look nice. Well, thanks. Yeah, and that's just having uh, a lens from way up in the stands, but you yeah. can get in pretty close. I wish I had one of those ginormous lens that they have on the on the sides. Oh, look kind of funny hell yeah! Those from the stands, but uh, the four hundred yeah, millimeter, yeah. <laughs> right? That'd be a workout just carrying one of those things all the time. And that's another good point is when you go out and about in downtown in a city, or you're being a tourist and trying to get some, just try to be as low profile as you can. You know, don't have on the the, the 700 millimeter lens. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I, I remember, oh gosh, this was, I think this was in a podcast I was listening to. I know who said it, it was John Foster who does uh, the, the uh, no tech stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, he was talking about uh, taking video cameras in public. And, and, you know, we mentioned earlier the permits and all that. Right. And sometimes a lot of people now, I mean, you see them all over the place. People have the little tiny camcorders and they're out there shooting and, and doing yeah. video like they would tourist photography. And uh-huh. he was saying that, you know, uh, at the time, Canon, you know, they had an HV20, which was, you know, the silver plastic looking thing. And then they had the HV30 that came out and which was black you know and mm-hmm. and there was very little difference between the two models and and the discussion was is which one was better than the other and he was arguing that actually because it was butt ugly and silver you're going to get asked less questions because it does not look professional which right. is kind of interesting you know you're right if you strap on that you know four thousand millimeter you know 1.0 <laughs> if you, yeah you're totally right if you can look non-professional um, the more non-professional you look, the better, and the and the and the crappier your gear looks, the better. <clears throat> right. I even heard that when you travel in third-world countries or just in other parts of the country where there is theft and things like that, uh, and pit pockets and, and, and you know those kind of people out there is to tape your camera all up with like ugly tapes of different yeah. colors and uh, slap some cardboard in there, maybe sprinkle a little dirt, draw your a smiley face, and you pretty much <laughs> pretty soon you, your camera. You know, just leave some room for the buttons and knobs and things, but make everything else look like trash. You need some stickers. And it looks like you're carrying around an ugly paper bag, you know, or something. Um, and nobody wants that. Yeah, I saw 
something no. online. There was a photographer who, who exactly what you're talking about. He went to other countries and and just to keep his stuff from being stolen. You know, he shot on Nikon and he taped over the top and and he made up a brand name and made a cheap crappy logo that was Nippon or something goofy. Right? Who wants a Nippon? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody wants a Nippon, a and nip that's tuck. the name of this podcast. <laughs> Nobody wants, wants a, a Nippon. nippon. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to watch it. I think I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, you know, but it does make sense. And this is one of the things that, I, again, I keep coming back to. I'm like such an iPhone junkie is that, you know, it's a, it's a, you could be so stealth with that thing, you know. Like, for instance, there, there's a shot that I had on Flickr recently that generated some comments. Um, and I really like the shot. But I was coming around the corner from lunch one day, and there were these three nuns that were sitting oh, yeah. at a table eating. Yeah. And I so wanted a shot of these ladies because they were just awesome looking and mm-hmm. it was one of those things where i didn't have time to go up and introduce myself or jack around with me i had to get back to work so i have an app on my iphone that does it's one of those little time lapse apps that'll just basically take a picture every five seconds or whatever you set it to so you launch that and just kind of walk slow and aim the camera in the general <laughs> direction and you can get some stealth and then literally that's all i did and then i had to crop in on it because i was i was kind of far away and it's funny because in the in the final shot they're all staring me down so yeah they all i've seen it they're all three looking at you with some anger two of them look like men even but i mean it's you uh, you can't feel nuns in public no and apparently you can't you think you're stealth the nuns know (laughs) there's another podcast the nuns know you know that'll be our next one yeah that'll be episode nine and photography well (laughs) photography in god's eyes (laughs) well but you know there that's one of the uh, again it's just the iphone that's the coolest thing about it is because that you can be really stealth with it and and just not deal with any of the stuff it's when you usually have the dslr out with the clacking shutter and it makes a lot of noise or or my old if you can tape that your camera up even if you just took a little bit of black tape i think and just covered up some of the the you know the nikon or canon symbols and and some things like that or whatever you you'd be much more stealthy than 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 not doing that right you know it's interesting because there was a point where i was actually well it wasn't that long a couple years ago where i was putting tape over the logos but the reason i did is because i just didn't want logos all over everything you know (laughs) it's like they were like there was like even tape on your shirts well it's just the camera is status symbol you know wow is that a nikon you're shooting yeah right it's just (laughs) or like you know and and not there's anything wrong with this but but you know your camera comes with a strap that's basically a big effing billboard that you know i shoot canon you know yeah i've never liked that i don't mind so much the nikon i I mean i'm a nikon fan and and people are canon fans and things like that whatever but yeah the big strap that says nikon all over it 10 times in bright yellow that's a little much i've been looking at these straps and stuff online that are like cool stuff you know it looks like uh old belts or just cool designs on them and just thinking about switching that out because you know it, and that's that's kind of nice to do with your bags and everything sure. like that to just kind of have stuff that maybe doesn't look like a camera bag doesn't have a bright neon yellow nikon strap around your neck or whatever those can make you much more incognito as well i remember it was it's real similar too because uh years and years ago when i was a music student at north texas uh you know that was a big thing with Guys who play in bands, as you, you know, some dude would get a new drum kit and he'd put the the Tama uh, sticker that came with his drums on his on, on his bumper on his car, and basically, you know, you could translate that into "I'm loaded with expensive gear, come break in." You know, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. which you know, seriously, if you've got Nikon written on your bag, it makes it pretty obvious you got expensive camera. Yeah, if you're wearing like a Nikon shirt and you got the Nikon strap and you got the cap on, and then your bag has Nikon on it, <laughs> you're decked. 
<laughs> you might as well just be wearing a bunch of stuff and just put put a piece of tape over all that stuff and then just write "Rob me." You're suited up. <laughs> well, it's just funny. I mean, you know, the camera companies get free advertising out of putting their logo on everything, and it's yeah. just I mean, that's it's just a principle of ethics that I just <laughs> yeah. I don't tape my cameras up now. But at one point, I kind of went out of my way to do it because it was so annoying, you know. Yeah. And, and and totally in in this case, if we're walking around the city all day, it's just one more thing that might help you out is to yeah, get rid definitely. of those straps and get rid of those bags that are so loud. There's tons of bags out there these days that just look like a backpack or just like a you know a, a satchel of some sort, but they're camera bags and they're made to fit all your cameras and lenses. And carrying that kind of stuff can just you know make you look a lot different than your normal tourist or or somebody who's just got logos right. and just screaming you know come make me get off your property or whatever. Yeah, sure, so, yeah. Yeah. But that's that's another good point that I that kind of moving into something is is just people in general, besides shooting like places and things and getting in trouble for that, a lot of times I was just in Denton last week and I was actually shooting uh, for uh, a publication or whatever, but I had a lot of people in the two or three days that I was there shooting say, hey man, don't shoot me. And I get this all the time. Yeah. Hey, don't, no, don't take a picture of me. And uh, uh, and I'm just like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. <laughs> you have to, or the, the whatever. So that if they are in public, uh, the, the the law is, we'll go over that first, is that if a person is in public walking down a, a, a sidewalk and you're walking down a sidewalk in New York and you pass them and you take a picture of them, you can do that. That's why that's how paparazzi gets away with taking pictures of celebrities all the time, yeah, right. not getting interested in them. That's the law, even though the paparazzi sucks. Um, I'm not going to follow around that guy and follow him to his house or anything like that and harass his children or whatever, but right. if I want to take a picture of him on the sidewalk, I could. And... Um, yeah, and, and so people don't understand that sometimes. They're thinking, well, maybe I can't take a picture of, a, of another person if they're outside. Maybe that's violating their, their privacy laws or something, but it's not. You actually can. The only time that you violate their privacy laws is if they are actually in a private place of their own, like their home, mm-hmm. like a bathroom, which <laughs> probably you should know. You shouldn't be taking a picture of them in the bathroom. If they're, in a, if they're you know, uh, getting what changed. What kind of stuff do you shoot? <laughs> people uh, in the Oval Office. In dressing rooms. <laughs> Mostly people in dressing rooms. Yeah, dressing rooms, hospitals. I mean, once again, it's like common sense, people. You know, yeah, you can't well, be like leaning, you know, you know, coming up with your head peeking over the hospital room window, getting a shot of some guy in there on the operating bed or something. Yeah, that, that it is interesting though because this could be controversial and has been there. Um, when I was in London at the Tate, they have that exposed uh, exhibit that's going on. I can't think of the guy's name right now, and they're really amazing shots because they're blowing up real big and all. But this guy basically, you know, he's a fine artist. He set up these hidden cameras on the streets of New York uh-huh. and basically would randomly just pop the flash and take photos of people walking by. And and the flash was, you know, this huge, it was a lot of lighting that he had that would flash. And it was amazing because there's these beautifully lit shots and, you know, he'd gotten no permission, no model releases, no nothing. And someone tried to sue him, uh, one of his subjects, because all of a sudden they're hanging in a museum. And he actually won the court case. And, and the reason, though, was uh, they put the artist rights over people's personal rights to their own likeness which was in this i don't know if that was in the u.s but um where that was contested anyway, it was really an interesting thing uh, you know um in dallas obviously there's been a lot of tv shows being filmed lately um mm-hmm. right and uh they were doing what is it good guy it's an awful show good guys i think it's called they're usually bad if they're filmed here oh, God, it's the one with tom hanks's kid in it and it's it's so awful um <laughs> not funny and it's trying to be but anyway it's like you could write some jokes that might make it funny. Anyway, uh, but uh, there was a day when I was so I had to walk over and renew my driver's license, and uh, I just decided to walk over and do it. And so I was cruising over there, and, and I hit the block where they were filming, and they had signs everywhere saying, "Warning: We are shooting, and your likeness could wind up on TV. If you have a problem with this, take another route." 
you know and oh, i thought wow. that was pretty interesting because you know again it's like you probably are in the right but do you want to fight that battle and i think the production studio has much more to do than to uh, deal with personal lawsuits of people totally. that wound up on tv so it just yeah it's like how sense. important is this stuff to you i mean always keep that in mind you know Absolutely. you don't want to be a butthead and 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 you don't want to fight something if you don't have to fight it's just like in any kind of life anything in life just walk away if you can walk away or whatever but if you're being taken advantage of i think is what we're trying to get across today yeah. if your rights are being taken away in some you know and and you're there just to, to shoot something for a purpose or whatever um well what's kind of cool about the way the tv studio was was handling that too is it was kind of a creative solution to the problem not that you would want to make a sign but you could think of something that would solve the issue sometimes i mean that was a professional shoot uh yeah. there's a lot of money that went into it and that was a really interesting solution to that and it's interesting because there is a lot of that going on the state of texas has a um Oh, not a law, but it, there's a, a what do you call it in place where basically they give um, financial relief. If, they're trying to encourage people to come shoot here rather than and, stay and in it's Los happening. Angeles. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. basically, if you put money into the local economy as far as hiring your crew and renting equipment, things like that, then you can get tax deductions based on that. So it's cheaper for them to do that. Um, but you know, it's amazing. It's like they have these signs up. I can tell you, they did not need extras. There were all kind of people wanting to. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Free extras and everybody wants to be famous. But and change the perception. I, I, just, you know? I would just go, as soon as I saw that sign, I'd probably just go dancing through the background. <laughs> kind of a I think I step. saw you out there, you know? Yeah. If you saw that guy, it was like a real serious drama. But then here I came, like, side doing a sidestep <laughs> kind of dance across the whole background. And they just left it in there. And Charming. I was thrilled. My family was excited. And then you sued them, right? I've been banned from Hollywood altogether ever <laughs> since then. That's why you have a beef with the paparazzi guys. <laughs> I was just, I've been watching uh, uh, documentaries recently on, on Netflix. I've been reading documentaries on different photographers. There's a ton of them out there made by PBS and all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. And the, I watched one this morning on um, Alfred Steglitz. Is that right? How you say yeah. it? Steglitz? Steglitz, Steglitz, yeah. Steglitz. And um, I already knew a little bit about him. But, it you might know, be Steglitz. I've been watching one on Ansel Adams the other day. And these people, once you learn their, about their lives and their inner personalities, you l- understand and like and appreciate their artwork and photography so much more no because question. now there's like a story behind every. I mean, there could be a movie about every single one of these people, their lives. Yeah. And anyway, what ties into what uh, we're saying here is that he would go out and shoot these street portraits like you were saying, which, you know, that can be a great project in itself and something very cool to do and, and one thing you wouldn't want people to you know stop you from doing or, or whatever like we're talking about today. But he, even way back then when everything was glass plates and these complicated cameras, he built a camera or modified a camera where it was actually taking a picture out of the side of the camera so when you through the viewfinder uh he was he would be looking in one direction and he would be taking a picture of a person to his right so they never knew these people he did a whole series which turned out amazing almost like this modern day uh portrait guy that you were just talking about except without the lights and stuff right but he got this this is something you can look up online probably like street portraits and, and then alfred stieglitz and uh and, and see this because he got some awesome pictures of some people just caught off guard yawning and you know laying down on benches or, or arguing amongst each other or just uh kind of down and out it was kind of around the depression time and that kind of thing whatever so um just some amazing portraits because people were caught off guard and people are so much different when they don't know that they're having a picture taken of them rather than when you say hey can you i'll take a picture of you real quick all of a sudden we all go into this frozen yeah, pose mode yeah deer headlights mode and everybody you know you get the same expression from everyone but yeah you, that's interesting natural you know like that it can be super cool yeah it's stealth mode you know right so he's doing that way back then and he may have had some you know 
guy with the billy club come up to him. <laughs> hey, what are start? you doing? <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> you know, uh, also to clarify, too, um, when, you, when you take an image of somebody, you know, you're using their likeness, what, what is illegal to do is to turn around and, like, if you got an image of Madonna and yeah. on the street and you turned around and sold it to Coca-Cola and they're actually using her to sell their product, that is illegal. Um, just turn around and sell it in, in, in general. Yeah. Any, any kind of form. If, it's, if I took a picture of you. If I didn't know sure. you and didn't have you sign a, a model waiver or anything, uh, just Joe Blow walking down the street, you can't take a picture of him and then turn around and sell that to Getty as stock or turn around and, 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 and sell that and put him on a billboard. Those are things people have been sued over and, and gotten in trouble for. Oh, and Getty is very tight about making sure you have model releases, I'm sure. Because right, yeah. they don't want to get in trouble. They've been through this no. a million times or whatever. No, and in fact, that is interesting because, you know, depending on what you want to do with a shot, that's why model releases are so important because it's just what you don't want to do is even if you didn't do anything wrong, you don't want to have somebody take you to small claims or see because it just you have to hire an attorney and already you're losing money. It's not worth all the pain, right? No, it's not even worth going taking, I mean, what if you... What if you were, uh, you know, dr- driving down the highway in your car, and all of a sudden there you are holding a Pepsi or something on a billboard, or sure. just uh, a picture of you doing something and it's taken out of context, or something that that you don't believe in, and, and you're a part of the campaign and never even knew about it? I mean, these are things that are just, you know, not even moral. Really. There was an instance. Do you remember? It was on Flickr, probably about four or five years ago, where um, uh, Pepsi or I don't know who it was, but there was a major brand that, that uh-huh. basically just no, it was, it was a cell phone company snagged some photos off. A flicker, right? And and not only that, but like the model was like not even eighteen; it was a kid, right. and so that became a, a, an issue. And you know, it's kind of unfortunate for everybody because then this kid's family has to hire an attorney. So there's five grand out right there, or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I think they ended up winning out, and whoever it was, Samsung or I don't remember, um, ended up having to pull the ads and, and compensate financially. But yeah, it's important to get model releases. Now, what what is kind of cool is there are. This is a little bit off subject, but just since we're talking about it, there are some ways to do model releases. Because um, the thing is, is if you hand somebody a big legal contract, they don't want to <laughs> sign it. You know, right. I wouldn't. It's like I don't have time to read this, and I don't. No, this know. looks too legal, and it looks like I'm going to get screwed somehow. So yep. no, no, thank you. So. One thing you can do, and I've done this before, and it's it's really easy, is just go go to like Kinkos or whatever your local you know cheesy little printer is, and just get one of those little uh, notepad stacks, like you know the while you were out messages, print it right. on there, and so you tear off this little tiny four by five sheet and say, oh yeah, by the way, here's the model release. Do you mind signing this? It doesn't look like this scary legal document, and that yeah. can make things easier for you too. All you need is a signature. Yeah. Yeah, and even when I'm on on location and I'm maybe having to shoot things and get people, I try to just make the document look as like you're talking about, just as easy and as informal and fri- as possible, and, yeah, just informal and friendly as possible, or whatever. And and uh, yeah, just try not to make it look all legal and scary because who wants to sign that? No one in, that I've ever, you know. No. In fact, uh, I'll ask people, "Do you mind if I take your picture real quick?" Oh yeah, they all get in the big pose or whatever. And if I say, "Can I take your picture?" and it might be used on a website, uh, I don't know. What's the way? Yeah, or if I say, exactly. Can I get- picture and will you sign this afterwards uh no thank you i mean but if you just want to get their picture <laughs> yeah. it's usually never a problem then everybody's all happy and smiling and you know yeah. getting in a group whatever but yeah you start to scare them away as soon as you they don't know exactly what their rights are or what yeah, it's you, you be. just with the model release just keep it casual you know most people understand it like for instance models if you're a professional model you sign these all the time that's not a big deal you know yeah. um but sometimes you know if you have 
it's interesting. Like, I'll give you an example for the for the DMA. A lot of times we do interviews with artists, we do interviews with collectors, we do interviews sometimes with public and things like that. And people will want to be part of that, um, especially if it's kind of a cool video project. But you have to get those model releases, and that's real important to do. Because sure. um, what you don't want to do is later just 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 the fact that they would like want to even go to court over this is just it's already expensive so right. you just want to avoid it at all costs um and it just covers you you know yeah uh, and it, and you, like you said if you want to do anything with getty or any of these stock agencies they're going to require it um you'll have to sign something saying it's your responsibility if you are in fact lying and didn't get them so yeah um you know that's real so, important to so do just too. do that yeah and and the thing is is that have fun go out you know you're you are if you're in a public place and there's other people around you uh the law is that you can shoot them you can take their picture uh if they ask you to please stop taking your picture probably you should stop uh, uh yes you, you can can't come harass back. them right you can't harass them you can come back you can post those pictures on your website um you can post those pictures to Flickr and things like that or whatever if they were to ever call you and ask you to, to take them down or for whatever reason you might want to you know um take it down then if it's going to cause some kind of problem unless it's something that's just making you you know famous in some way or going to do some great thing for you or whatever but yeah. just respect just respect people your rights are that you can take pictures of them but don't abuse it in any kind of way and then you just just like taking pictures of athletes uh, or anything else you can't turn around and and sell those pictures of people in any kind of way Um, not without their written permission anyway so um, when it comes to people that's that's your rights is that you can't take a picture of them but then the ways that you can use that picture afterwards are 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 limited without them signing something or giving you permission yeah yeah Yeah. and and, you know if you think you're going to wind up with a good shoot then that's another reason to keep some model releases just like i said on a little tear back tear sheet in your bag yeah i I always keep model releases on me just in my bag just in case i come across something that's amazing especially if you're traveling sure Uh, like you just went to london Uh, when i went to new orleans i had some on me and things like that just in case uh you came across something amazing that's a once in a lifetime thing like a musician or whatever and you're like and you look at it on your camera you're like oh man this could be this could be awesome yeah. to, to do whatever with uh, it would be kind of nice if i could get their permission to use this photo um you, then you have it right there on you and you know that could be that could be cool yeah but um going back to that say say you are in a public street and you're walking down the sidewalk and you're taking a picture of a public building mm-hmm. uh and the security guard comes out and uh and you're the, like you said you're you're being courteous and you're, and you're being respectful but they become because they've got a and this has happened before because uh they just have a big ego or they want to be in charge or whatever they become right. hostile or pushy and they want your camera or they they break your camera or they they tell you to give you their fit the film or the card or erase it right there or whatever um if that happens, of course you want to, you know, avoid any kind of confrontation. But the things that you can do are call the police if you want to. Uh, even if you don't do that, if later on you just leave uh, and you haven't called the police or anything, you could also always contact like uh, your local newspaper yep. or something like that. Or you could you could talk about it and announce it like on Twitter or Facebook or something like that and get something uh, resolved in that way. Or call the business itself and say, "Hey, did you know that your security guard came out and and." Uh, and and did this to me you know and uh it, you know he may be let go or 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 whatever i don't know there's yeah, just i've never been just, in the situation just, where somebody's taken the camera but i think if if that were the case and they were asking you to to hand it over i would be very apprehensive about doing that in fact i think that's when to say look hey we're cool i'm gonna go ahead and leave and if they pursue it further then that's theft you need to call the police i mean that's yeah i think more know. often than not it's it's uh in the past it was give me your film and in and in the present it's I, i'd like you to erase your card or give me the card yeah um that that does happen frequently 
frequently. And I guess when I'm saying the other thing about violence, that's all stuff I've seen. Like that's never happened to me either. But I know that in certain uh, things where things have gotten heated, I've seen it on YouTube and television and sure. things like that where people have been pushed or whatever, and maybe their camera broke or something like that because of that. And and that just that kind of case would be uh, illegal. Yeah, um, it's just my personal thing. I, you don't want to go there. I mean, that's no. like the BP stuff that was on the news that I was telling you about. They, you know, it was a situation where the guard came out and he was pushing and it was starting to turn. I, I just wouldn't let it get to that point. I think I'd right. say, you know what? Okay, that's fine. I understand. I respect your stance. I'm going to leave and then come back right. if you really want to push it. But um, it's just yeah, not it's worth a, getting into You and I aren't activists about. of any kind. We're not trying to. No. Uh, those people are trying to tell a story, I guess, about BP. And, in, and, and you're right. They had the right to be taking a picture, probably. Well, sure. Um, BP, uh, they want to they cover up what they did, but they spilled oil all over the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so now, because they did that, you can't take a picture of anything to do with them? No, that doesn't I mean, make that's, sense. That's ridiculous. And so a lot of these guys were, what, reporters and stuff? Yeah, well, the specific so people I'm talking about were amateurs, and they were oh. out there to push buttons, uh, right. I, I have the feeling. And they were shooting video. So, I mean, clearly... That does kind of require a permit, and yeah. you know, I don't know. It's just it, it's weird. If there's something you're really going for and from a documentary standpoint, and you know, the people who do hardcore documentary shooting like this that will shoot, try and get riots, or, or sh- you know, the people who uh-huh. do that kind of work. You know, they, they they will probably all tell you that, yeah, they're fighting a battle there, and, and you're going to risk going to jail. You're going to risk, you know, but it's worth right. it to them because that's the the passion that they have for that style of photography and that kind of yeah, storytelling. Yeah, I just watched The Cove. If you haven't seen that, that's Mm-mm. a good film. It's about these guys who are over in Asia, and they're uh, trying to get uh, video and photography of these uh of this little town that's slaughtering dolphins. Oh, wow. And uh, so they're very much activists, and they've been to jail hundreds of times. Sure. <laughs> and they know that comes with the territory. I mean, and they, they know that comes with the yeah, territory. It's just part of the gig, you know. But that's kind of a cool film to watch to kind of see how they, they, they go out in the middle of the night. And I'm not telling people to do any of this kind of stuff. I'm just, sure. I'm just this is uh, one example of activists trying to get their, their case across, and it's a company that's like BP that's huge. And people like that want to be arrested, uh, I can guarantee you, because it brings more <laughs> – it does. It brings more noise and more attention to what they're doing, they're and that's why they're willing to do thoughts. it. You know? Yeah, they're, I mean they're trying to make a point. So, yeah, that's just – that's all part of it. But that's a really interesting film. They even hire professional camera crews wow. to go over with them and in the middle of the night sneak into the bay and plant – both video and still cameras that are triggered uh, underwater and uh, and in rocks that have been they're not real rocks but they look like rocks they have camera lenses in the front of them and stuff like this I mean it's it's really amazing it's the crazy. undercover kind of stuff they do to uh, finally get like video and stills of uh, what you know those people were doing to slaughter dolphins over well, there you know so. and hats off to them because th- that really is an important thing to do that that's a yeah. belief somebody has nobody's uncovering it there's no way of doing it and they're willing to risk things to go do that. And, yeah. you know, God, there needs to be more people like that. I'm not encouraging, like I said, no. but, but I, I admire them for taking a stance on that. I, I, think, I think some of the weirdness that I see about it is like a lot of times you'll see these in Flickr forums or, or other websites. And, yes. and it seems like a bunch of guys that are just going on this mission of proving their own point that I'm allowed to go out here and take a crappy tourist photo. Right. No matter what this guy says, and they may be in the right, but it's just I don't know for me. But yeah, but yeah, but they're 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 in the wrong with their intention. Yeah, right. that's what I have yeah, a problem with. It's usually with. the same kind of guy, and it's usually the guy that was the bully in high school, or usually, or, or it's just <laughs> yeah. some guy who likes conflict in general. He's been divorced three times or whatever. It's like it's like how can I get more conflict in my life? I know, I'm going to go take a picture of that statue they keep telling me to not take a picture. Of, I'm going to climb on it. I'm going to come back and blog about it later. Yeah. Because I, 
Dear and Internet, I'm going to start a guess fire. what they did to me today. Yeah, and they really do that, and you come back, and he's like, because I've seen like this one blog of this guy who I just got rid of him on Flickr altogether and the blog and everything because it was such a turnoff. Mm-hmm. But he was like, today I went back there to try to get a picture, and the man was there again, and guess what? Uh-huh. <laughs> this time it was fisticuffs. <laughs> and- <laughs> And you're just like, dude, are you a ret- are, 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 are you like, what's wrong ridiculous? with you? Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with you? And so, uh, if you put half that energy into going and like really getting a good shot, yeah. Not yeah. just like making a stance on a statue. I mean, you come on, you know? Yeah. So we're talking about what your rights are in general or whatever way, but yeah, not to be abused and, and, or, you know, it, just, it's all all to be taken in context and common sense to be used. If you're that guy, you're you're totally. Even though you may be legally right, you're just yeah. totally in the wrong with what you're doing. Because really, everything we've talked about for the last hour comes down to just common sense. Really, it does. You know? This should just be called use your head. Well, I'm trying to be conscious too that we do have listeners in other countries, and uh-huh. you know, if you're if you're in a country where the, you know maybe a lot of what we're saying is what applies in the U.S. and and, and things are different in different places in the world. And I think it's important to remember if you're traveling. To to another place, you need to respect local authority and local laws. You just don't want to have that problem. Unless you um, like ending up in a foreign prison uh, or jail. Yeah, I'm trying to cut down on that um, yeah. in my older age. but uh, As much as I like 10-day-old rice, yeah. I just don't want to mess with but, it. But again, I think no matter where you are, again, common sense is just, you know, kind of ends yeah. up ruling the day. So. And, and, and what you said right off the bat about being courteous and respectful in almost any kind of situation is the best route to go. Sure. Uh, to walk away uh, without anything being your arm or your camera or anything being broken. Um, and if it's not that important of a deal, if you are shooting for someone uh, or for a, a major reason, a publication or whatever, call and get permission first. When I was shooting oh, yeah. um, uh, just a few weeks ago for the same thing, I called ahead the day, two days or the day before that, and I got everyone's permission. Everyone knew I was coming yep. to every single location. And that once I got inside those locations, there were several people that were just um, there that didn't know I was going to be there, you know, just customers. And they were all like, you know, don't take my picture or whatever for whatever reason. I was just like, okay, that's fine. I don't – I mean, I don't particularly need your picture. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a, a lot of other people in here, and just so I turn around and, and I don't start, need your picture. I don't need your picture. You're ugly. <laughs> Why would I take your picture? But could you sign this Post-it note real quick? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got to get your signature right here. Don't read anything. You don't need to know. <laughs> Oh my just, I, I just I collect signatures. Thank you. <laughs> I and collect just, signatures. And just take That's off right. running. That takes me into one more story that has nothing to do with anything oh, excellent. We're today. Yeah. But I have to tell it because um, it, it put one of the biggest sinking feelings in my stomach that I've had since I've been a photographer. Um, a lot of people have broken or lost stuff, and I haven't really dealt with that. I've lost a bunch of files on a hard drive and stuff before, and that was the worst thing that had happened up to this point. Sure. But I was shooting for this magazine uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I had a little crew with me um, that consisted of some people that I had being models for me, so I didn't have to ask so many people as we went into restaurants and things to to model at a table for me. I could just have these people that were with oh, me yeah, sit sure. down and act like they were dining, and I could take pictures of them or whatever. So when I'm by myself, I'm always checking my – when I leave a room, if I'm just shooting by myself, I'm like, okay, camera, tripod, lights, yep. this, that, and I, and I almost make a mental checklist and then leave. Well, when I had this – crew last time which i'm not used to of like four or five people um when we left the place i it is it was a distraction i I said everybody you know grab grab the stuff around you let's go we're gonna head on to the new place what i should have said was billy you grab the camera bag uh cindy you grab the tripod and Mm -hmm. have them signed and and this is something that we you should definitely do if you have a group because when we got to the next place 
we talked to the the owners there and we sit down all our stuff and I said, "Okay, let's get out this lens." And no one had my bag. Oh and, no. And I started just freak out. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> because my bag has I mean, I was wearing my camera, but besides that, I have like five or six lenses in my bag. I've got two flashes. I've got another camera. Um, don't rob my house. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my bag had a lot of stuff in it, and the last place we were was not to standing- mention the shots you'd taken up to that point. Right. Well, I had those on my camera, but all my equipment oh, okay. besides my my the camera around my neck was in that bag. Uh, and uh, the most important thing, and we'd left it. And the last place we were was standing out on a public sidewalk. Oh no. So that's where I figured I set it down and we didn't move from. So I was just freaking out. And they said, well, you stay here. We'll all run back and see if we can find it or whatever. The whole time they're gone, I can't even, like, think straight or whatever. And I'm thinking, well, I have insurance and all that kind of thing. But yeah. this sucks. This is horrible. Yeah. And they came back with it. Uh-huh. We, had, wow. we had set it down in the basement of the last place we shot in the dark. So that's why we left it. Uh, and you hit it from yourself, yeah. We had set it down out there on the sidewalk. It would have been gone. Sure. Oh, well, God, yeah. you dodged a bullet on that. Well, you live and you learn. You know, yeah, you live in. So the point of that whole story, which has nothing to do with anything in this podcast today, is if you have other people with you, have them assigned to a certain thing, and mm-hmm. they are in charge of that the whole time. That way, when you lose your camera bag, you can beat up Billy. You can, yeah, you can pin the blame. And it's all about <laughs> pinning the blame. This I think. whole podcast, most of our podcasts are going to be about pinning the blame on people. We, we will, we'll do a whole instructional podcast on how to throw your friends under a bus. So. <laughs> People I you no know and love. I was going to have to just blame myself, and I wouldn't have been able to sleep. Do so. you like to hurt those close to you? <laughs> You're going to want to tune in next time. How to hurt the friends closest to you? Uh, we got to do picks of the week, dude. Okay, let's that do was it. A I good think- segue because you know we we got this legal heavy talk ethics. Yeah. You know, let's we're not we're done with ethics. It's time for the pick of the week. You know, yeah. The moral of the whole story of this podcast is is don't go out and cause a bunch of trouble just because of stuff we said. We don't mean that at all. That for an unethical pick of the week. I'm dressed in an all-flowered suit. I have long hair. <laughs> got on a bandana. Well, my pick of the week is going to be a taser set so you can fight back. This, this is the unethical with pick of the week. With that said, on with your taser. On with my taser. What's your pick of the week, Wade? What do you got? Um, Mine is actually has to do with this, and it's something I found online. Um, the it's, it's, it, since you had three last week, I'm doing two. Oh, oh, I see how you are. You're competitive. Yeah, it, uh-huh. but they're, they're linked to each other. The first one is a little thing that you can carry around with you all the time. It's a little PDF you can print out if you just go online and look up the photographer's right. Dot PDF. Um, you're going to be able to download a little PDF that was written up by a lawyer, and his name's Bert Craig's, and um, I guess he deals with photographers a lot. And it's something you can carry with you that if you were to get in trouble, or you were arrested, or you were accosted, or someone was violent, or whatever, for whatever, this is something you could take out and show the police what your rights are, or whoever, even a security guard. You could you could take it out and you could say, well, look, right here, this is kind of a legal thing, and it says that I have the right to shoot in this kind of circumstance. So that's something you. Can take around with you in your wallet you were telling me about someone who had something like that in london yeah one of the guys on the london trip uh it was stephen cantrell who it was but he had this little uh oh it was it was like one of those little lens wipes you know they come in the little tiny bag and they fit right. on a keychain or something you pull out the lens wipe and the lens wipe had the whole thing printed on it too yeah uh, you know so they can, come in different forms and, and there's different laws for different countries but you can find one of these things 
probably no matter what country you live on if you kind of just do a little bit of research. And it's something tiny that you, that you can print out and stick in your wallet and just have for safekeeping. Probably never have to use it in your whole life, but it's, it's there if you Well, can. and so, ladies and gentlemen, if, if the situation ever presents itself, do not whip it out and say, look – this is what I'm, you know. Right. The way to approach is to pull it out and say, hey, listen, uh, this is what I understood my rights to be. Is this incorrect or, or right. do you know something different that I, you know, you can approach it differently. Um, right. Approach it in a calm, courteous, friendly manner. And if that doesn't work, then yeah, just, cops don't like to be told the law. Excuse me, officer. I don't think you know the law. Or if, the word, <laughs> or if you pronounce it ossifer. Ossifer. And, uh, uh, but also, for, you know, and you're stumbling, and you, you really out, like, don't want to do it. book and start turning to a certain page and licking your fingers. Yeah, you're not allowed so, to drink and shoot, and you're not, you know. <laughs> that'll, get you, that'll get you slammed around. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, that is cool. So it's a little free download. Cool. So, so have that, um, just because it goes with the thing. This isn't even something I've ever had before until this show today. But then when I came across it, I was like, that's kind of cool. I'm going to carry that in my wallet. Sure. And uh, when I get roughed up by a gang in South Central and I'm taking pictures, I'm going to pull this out and I'm going to say, hey, street gang. This Look will protect at what my you. rights are, yeah. as, and then I'll get punched in the nose. You got you get stabbed. You, you guys are, are you know, I, hey. you're, we're sensible men, aren't we? Right let's, here, let's, paragraph three. You can't pull a knife on me, buddy. <laughs> you uh, can't refer to, to paragraph three, section two B. I'm shanking. You can't shank me. <laughs> shanking. <laughs> I taped over the Nikon symbol, bro. I'm shank proof. <laughs> I'm calling nine one one. Uh, awesome. Okay. Good okay, pick. So the other thing, this same lawyer, Bert Craig's, it's B E R T, and then it's uh, K R A G E S. He wrote a book called uh, Legal Handbook for Photographers. Um, and it's the rights and liabilities of making images, and I think that's a cool book to have. I've never really yes. read a book like that, but it would be cool to know your rights and. Um, you can find that on Amazon for sure, and then probably some a few other places if you look that up or whatever. So um, there you go. That's Your rights cool. are covered. Yeah. What yeah. do you got, Taser Boy? Taser Boy. Well, actually, I was lying about the tasers. That's okay. not my pick. Uh, my pick has nothing to do with, with legal stuff at all. Um, oh, however, I have um, – Oh, a while back on the other podcast, uh, on the video one, we did a bunch of stuff on time lapse. And it's funny how when you do podcasts, sometimes the information becomes dated. Since then, Apple has released QuickTime X, which is pretty much a giant turd. Um, <laughs> as far as as far as the utility goes, it's still a fine movie player. There's nothing wrong with it. But they've taken out a lot of the functionality that you used to have as far as exporting into different file formats and things like that. Anyway, yeah. when you make time lapses, <clears throat> and for those of you who are listening who haven't seen that episode uh basically when you do a time lapse you end up with you know sometimes thousands if not just hundreds of shots that you need to string together into an image sequence to make a movie and quicktime used to have a, a way of going in and just simply turning that down and saying um you know open the following folder as an image sequence so mm-hmm. it's all gone now they have uh they have juked it uh however i did find a free solution that works that does not require quicktime called mpeg stream clip and it's a free app um, um, it is basically a really good utility for people doing video who need to convert. Um, you know, this may not make any sense to most of you, but MPEG two to MPEG four or whatever. If you're just trying to sure, convert formats, yeah. and one of the cool things it does is it kind of the Swiss Army knife functionality. You can open a folder of images and it will tie them together. You give it a frame rate and uh, save it out. So if you're doing time lapse photography that you need to make into video, uh, MPEG Stream Clip is awesome and it is free, and it's available for both both Mac and Windows. So. That's awesome, dude. And yeah, and, and talk, that kind of links back to the the project uh, podcast that we did last time. Mm-hmm. That would be a great project in itself. I, that's something oh, I've never done is, is make like a time lapse. Dude, film you need to or, get on uh, it. 
dude, I'm see you later. <laughs> now, note that if you're taking a time lapse, they take a long time. So you're going to be visible. It's hard to be stealth when you're doing a time lapse. I think that we could tie in time lapse into this whole rights thing, and you go try to do like a time lapse of a federal building. No, go back to the Federal guess. Reserve. My buddy, and then over there. in the time lapse thing, there could be like you getting beat down. I like it. And you put it all together. It could be. It could be amazing. It could be. It could be part of that exposure, uh, exposed <laughs> thing in, in London you went to. Surveillance man. <laughs> exposed and stripped naked. Oh, I'd be exposed, all right. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, time lapses are cool. We, we could talk about that another time. I do have yeah. some of the, the Art of Photography podcasts uh, on time. And actually, since I've done those. Yeah, um, another one of those, kind of an updated. Yeah, well, and they need to be updated anyway because there's some, uh, you know, you get into these things, you get your head around them, and there's new stuff you learn and, and uh, you know, better ways of doing things. So. I'd like to appear on your video thing one time just so people can see me, but the only part that I want in it is like, uh, you're doing your whole thing, and then I'll just come dancing through the background with that sidestep. I, I like I was it. Talking about, I like it. Yep. And then you can be like, and that was great <laughs> from the <other> podcast. <laughs> we'll do a time lapse of you dancing in the time street. Lapse. That's what we'll do. The sun will come up, go down. You're tired, getting a drink. You know, he danced all day. Yeah, we need we need to put you on the other podcast. It's time for a guest on that one. But I I don't really want to be a huge part of it. Maybe my head could just kind of come up really slow. How from do the you know that the, the kids don't want you to be a huge part and of then, it? And then just go back down. <laughs> <laughs> I disappear in random parts of the room, like Waldo. Where's Wade? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, see you later. Until next week, thank you for listening. We're done. All right, dude. All right, that was.